0: Well, I'm delighted to be joined by Alan Wilkinson for the first ever episode of the Elastic FM Community Media Chesterfield FC Focus Podcast. So the only thing that's going to take place on this podcast is talk about Chesterfield. You'll be an ever-present, but our intention is to get other fans involved, fans who don't swear, you know, the feelings towards swearing. We can't swear on social media. We
1: really can't have that, can we? We can't have that. As passionate as they are, David, we can't have that.
0: We can't have that. They can use alternative words that mean the same thing. They can't even spell them. (laughs) But they can't can't spell it out. No. And we'd very much like to try and get some former players involved, and if we can, some current players as well. Exactly. So, we're just going to kick off by talking about the mood going into uh, the new season. The first thing I'd say, Alan, is comparing the way... I feel now and the way I sense other fans feel now comparing Martin Allen's pre-season where we know he, he came in and he sensed this terribly bad feeling from the fans towards the board, towards Dave Allen, towards Ashley Carson and clearly he came in sensing he got to try and address that and to be fair to him, as far as the PR side of things concerned he did a great job, didn't he?
1: He did. He did a, a, a cracking job. He signed 12, 12 or 13 players straight off Everything ended in, take care. If you want to come down and have a cup of tea with me, you're welcome. And, and, and fans did. Uh, the first fan to buy a season ticket, he had him into his office. And he had sat and had a cup of tea and a cat with him. But the big PR thing he did set him up for, a, as we know, a great fall come Christmas time. And he fell from a big heart, didn't
0: he? And we can all reflect, can't we, on the first three games because the first game away was a, a narrow and I think he admitted an undeserved victory. And then we had a good win against Aldershot, if my memory serves me correctly. Fantastic
1: oh. three points against Aldershot. Weston, Carter and company took us back to the Paul Day show and we compared it to well, Paul Well, we were Cookday's. even bouncing, weren't we? We bouncing, yeah? bouncing, yeah. yeah.
0: And Carter's goal when he ran from the halfway line and yeah. slotted it in, I mean, we thought, oh, that he's, he's going to be our new hero. It's yeah. going to be a great season. And then we won the next game. Then we couldn't win for Toffey, could we? No. Whatever we did, we couldn't win.
1: We went to Solford and unfortunately a few of the same... Problems came back to haunt defensive-wise. Uh, Adam Rooney came back to haunt us. Charlie Carter got injured and that was probably, in fairness, the end of his season. Uh, we took one defeat on the chin because Salford were favourites to go up. We took us on the chin. Salford the favourites to go up. Then we went to Barra.
0: Should have won and lost.
1: 2-0 up. Bin and Williams stupidly got sent off. Sam Wedgbury had a season-finishing injury and that night we came out from Borough thinking, hmm, it's not gone for us today. And for the next several months,
0: just didn't go for us at all, did it? You know, interestingly, because we have, to be fair, both under Martin Allen, and I would say that I don't think his player recruitment was very good, but we did have a lot of bad luck. We uh, did, under yeah. Under Jack Lester, before yeah. him, yeah. he had terrible luck with injuries. He did, yeah. And yeah. some fans were saying, are we cursed? I mean, it started to feel a bit like that, didn't it?
1: it did yeah i wonder what we got to do to get anything right um so we came up from thinking or barra thinking hmm, this is not going to plan yeah and from then onwards it wasn't good was it not so you can see, it just wasn't good was it
0: it didn't and all of us fans will forget this but i remember at the time there were games when we could and should have won yeah but we didn't we lost yeah. There were games when we were just plain awful, um, Gates said at home we lost 3-0, Bowden got two. was an example mm. of us being plain awful, if yeah. I remember, someone got sent off in that game, who was it,
1: um,
0: um, the black lad, the really good black lad that everybody loved that retired through injury, what's yeah, his name? Not
1: uh, Antoine No, t- no. Uh, I know what you mean, Yeah, probably he, said that, you know. Yeah, made net away it's, we a, it's a dead up. one we
0: can't remember the names it, and it's it. It's well, it's that, it seems old.
1: that long ago now we've had some bad feelings made net away we won up. look yeah. and literally let them back into it yeah. then there were games we went 1-0 behind we got a point when we really no business again a point you know and I kept saying swings and roundabouts I've got statistics saying we're not playing hoofball and he produced them statistics but, you know, once you brought Tom Denton in, you knew what path were taking.
0: Well, it always felt like we were playing hoofball, didn't it? Yeah. Whether, whatever the statistics said, and then in the early days of Tom, Tom Denton, literally everything had snow on it, didn't it? It did.
1: Uh, uh, you know, Wrexham at home. We pulled it back from nothing. Yeah. We absolutely murdered Salford at home. And then, the end again, we can't win for Toffee after that, can we?
0: Absolutely. Now, let's compare the two the, the the close season last season you've got this massively charismatic martin allen and i have to confess i actually used to look forward to watching his press conferences <laughs> yeah, they were fun because they it, they were funny but football yeah. is not about no popularity really it's no. about ultimately it's about winning winning gets you popularity that's right what martin in the end had to try and do is to continue to keep favour by his character as opposed to what was actually happening on the playing field John Sheridan is a completely different kettle of fish, let's say, because mm. I don't think he cares a hoot, does he, about about the way he comes across in his interviews. Would that be fair?
1: That's no, definitely fair. When when you think that when, when Martin Allen went, uh, there was a story about Martin Allen going sack in the car. Yes, he did. Because after the uh, Solihull game, he lost 4-0 at home, yeah. he knew what was coming. So he came out, did the press, jumped in his four before with his wife and went. And he didn't give him chance to sack him there and then. So therefore they had to sack him in the car because he didn't hang around long enough for him to sack him personally. Yeah. So that's that's the story it, between Martin and getting sacked. Matter what Martin Allen says, it was sacked in the car because he didn't stop long enough for him to sack him.
0: Yeah, well, so it, that's the story it, well in that it, well they well, would know, wouldn't he? It? it would yeah, after that yeah. I mean I was on I was on holiday listening on mm-hmm. the beach in Tenerife. Yeah. Almost in tears. Yeah. Because well, I just be, couldn't yeah. comprehend that mm-hmm. We'd gone from the heady heights of Paul Cook to a scenario where the likes of Sally Hood would beat us 4-0 away yeah. from home. I just couldn't wrap, I couldn't wrap my head around it.
1: The big difference is show, uh, Martin Allen went, Sheridan came in uh, under John Pemberton, two or three games the next game. We went to Solihull, completely outplayed him and we were unlucky just to get a draw. So, you know, what you're into that, a players busted up for Pemberton for three or four games. Sheridan came in. And the rest, rest of the season, he didn't do a bad job with what was allegedly a poor bunch of players, did he?
0: Again, what a lot of fans, uh, you know, who look at the pure surface of football performance on the field, and mm. we're all, you know, we can all do that. Would again would probably not have looked into Martin Allen's win statistics, which were actually at the time better than John Sheridan's. I believe, I think he had over a forty percent win yeah, win ratio yeah. Yeah. over five hundred games, mm-hmm. so he's clearly had some success as, as a football manager in the league and in the non-league, as we know, but it just didn't work out for him at, at Chesterfield. Now we've got Sheridan, who's brought... I, be, I think the fans believe in him. You know, I've, I've got no doubt that the fans believe in him. Um, but the acid test is now, isn't it? He's had a chance to tear his squad apart and bring his own players in, he's, some of his own players he, in.
1: He's very confidently gone about bringing Buchanan... Mandeville, Coddington, Gerard, Yarny back, which I'm pleased Yarney's back. Aidan Hollis told me he personally was going, then he stayed. So he's very quietly brought in six players into a squad. Mm. Obviously, we, we can look at Sheridan. Jay Sheridan looks a cracking left back. And the trialists, Sam Scrivens, Antidespire and Jake Bennett. So he's very quietly put together a squad if he signs these three that, uh, you know, people don't realise i I'm say now we sign, we signed anybody. He's quietly signed six seven players. Let's
0: have a little look at some of yep. those players then. Starting with David Buchanan, who's uh, who's thirty three, so yep. he's in the twilight of his career, but he's had a good career, hasn't he? He's played over four hundred games for the likes of Bury, Hamilton Academicals, Tranmere, Preston, last club Northampton, where he was described as the fittest player at the club. Um, what I've read about him suggests that he's just an orthodox left back that will defend first. He's not. I'm I'm hearing he's not an overlapping full-back that's going to create a lot of crosses. What's your take? What well, his, What, what his, have his, you seen so far? In his a... goals
1: ratio will tell you, he's actually only scored three goals in his career, so he's not a forward-looking left-back, is he? No. But if if it releases somebody like who's going to play left-hand... It depends who plays left-hand side with him. So he's scrams, Sam Skims has been playing left-side, and so has Jay Sheridan, so he's got options there... Jay likes to get forwards. So if he puts Buchanan as purely a left bike and either uh, young Sheridan or Sam Scrivens in front of him left-hand side, they can maraud forward. Yeah. So he's technically a defender. So you're not going to get any Nathan Smith overlaps and cross the ball. He's a defender first and foremost.
0: Good. Well, we've certainly got experience and he's a winner. Yeah. Sheridan looks for leadership and vociferous players, Done yeah, and And I so sense he's got that. Mandeville, a younger player that was once very highly rated at Doncaster, tipped for bigger things, then lost his way. I think you've probably had an opportunity to see him a little bit in some of the pre-season games. What, what's your early indi- indications of him?
1: Saw him at Stavely, very, very busy player. Uh, got brought down for the penalty, took quite confidently took it. No problem, no chance of missing. Uh, busy, had a good first half. Not frightened to come back, pick the ball up and take it forward. So he could be a midfielder that moves forward. So he looks a pretty decent player. He had a good game at Allem on Tuesday night again. Again, won the penalty and scored it. So, you know, looks a very decent acquisition. As Would you
0: days. describe him as kind of the type of number 10, similar to what Danny Whitaker was, in that he sits in the hole and makes things happen versus a more, you know, more of an orthodox midfield player or an out-and-out striker? He's more sits between the two. He's, that's what I read about him. Is that... The role he played in the friendly?
1: Yeah, possibly. Stavely, he, he came back and picked the ball the middle apart, but he, could, he also drifted out wider time, too, both well left and right. Mm. So he could actually be the free role, mm. give him a free reign. As so long as you've got people in a hole where he goes from, if somebody fills him, he could get that free role, beyond whoever he chooses to play up front.
0: Now, one of the players that was expected to sign when Sheridan first came, at the time was at Carlisle, was Anthony Gerrard. Um, probably one of the worst kept secrets that he was gonna come in the close season. He he has come, he's here. Yeah. Um quite a reputation, hasn't he, as a
1: He's not gonna be a fan's favourite from the start, is he? With that mess that thing he had with Everts. No, what was the, the background what actually what were,
0: actually happened?
1: I think they were throwing punches at each other in a tunnel. Yeah. So you know, but that's gone. Forget that. Forget Ian Everts gone. Yeah. So Gerrard's come in and the, he played at Hallam, and the general impression I got was He's not the fashion of ours, but he's dominated in the air which is what what we need really.
0: Well, He's an organiser as well isn't yes, he? he is. He's he's yes, one he of is. these players that Sheridan likes players that are prepared to shout at each other frankly that yep. are prepared to have a go at each other that expect higher standards from each other and Gerard definitely fits that mould. Yeah. You know he's he's not going to be quiet as he is. You know he's probably going to fall out a little bit on the pitch, but that's not always a bad thing, is no. it?
1: If I was a betting man, I'd have a little pound on him being captain next year. Yeah, I would probably have a pound on him being captain. Although Will Evans will be close again.
0: It's going to be an interesting one, isn't it? Actually, yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, Jones wanted to play three at back last year. Well, take now. You've got Evans, you've got Gerrard, you've got Hollis, and you've got Buchanan as a back four. But he wanted to play three at the back last year. but He may have settled on a back four. On, on on two banks of four mm. which would be interesting for the likes of Yarny Jonathan Smith who like favour right hand side don't they
0: we'll move more on to the, the players in a second but yep. you mentioned um, Maguire there and the one thing I'd say about Maguire it's clear Sheridan's trying to convert him into a midfield player he played him there latterly didn't he now I don't know what your thoughts are and it's I don't want to judge harshly at this stage because he's only played a few games there but I just don't get the feeling that he's got nimble enough feet to, to to play there I think his range of passing's good but I don't think he, he's the sort of player that can twist and turn he's got a great goal in the last game of the season didn't
1: he he did yeah uh, you you look at the back four that he can play which as I say is, is Buchanan Hollis Evans and Gerrard so there's no place in the back four for Lawrence I would no. thought he, don't, he, he he tried to play Lawrence and Aiden last year as two centre out in your back three both natural left footed. So neither of them looked comfortable on the right hand side. We no. soon realised for twenty minutes he went to a flat back four and moved Lawrence to to left back. But I can't see a place it back four for Lawrence.
0: No, which will be a shame. It'll be interesting to see how he how he develops because I mean Sheridan has over the years he has converted players from different positions. I mean yeah. I think if you remember Drew Talbot came to, who's now sadly retired of course. Yeah. We'll perhaps yeah. talk about that before the end of the podcast. But Drew Talbot came to the club as a striker and, yeah. and Sheridan converted him to a probably the division right probably the division's best right back at yeah, in yeah. that in that time at that time
1: I just can't see any place for Lawrence in the back four so we we're going to be see what happened last year with the back three and then you've got Evans hollis and and and, and, and Yarny. when they when the opposition got the ball very quickly Jonathan Smith dropped into right back Lawrence went over to left back you got a back five now this year if he's got a back four and they get the ball Lawrence could drop in between Evans and all this, or Evans and Gerrard again, make a back five. So I, I just can't see a place in the flat back four for Lawrence.
0: No, it's going to be fascinating to see the the games as they unfold. The next three games, where we'll come onto that again, where mm. we expect him to get closer to his his favourite starting eleven. Yeah. Moving back to some of the new players, and I think we were both pleased to see Yarnie come back, weren't we? Mega pleased.
1: I thought Yani I said Art at Tuesday night at Mathlock. If Yarnie'd had been here all season on a season-long loan, I think he'd have pushed Will Evans seriously for the player of year. That's my opinion. Hmm. A lot of, a lot agreed, some did, some didn't. It's about opinions, but I think Yarny would have pushed him close.
0: Well, hopefully we'll not get too flat, too much flack from expressing our opinions. The whole idea of this podcast is that those fans that want to take part and share their opinions can. And as you rightly say, Alan, it is about opinions. I liked Yarny. I, th- I think as a stopper, he did a good job. I think there were times when he tried to come forward, when his distribution was a little bit sloppy. But let's not forget, he's a young lad; he's nineteen, yeah. Yeah. and he'd, you know, he'd been playing um, sort of under twenty-three football, hadn't mm-hmm. he, for for Newcastle? Mm-hmm. Complete switch to playing yeah. with players of a totally different caliber on different quality pitches in a in a different league. But I think he was part of the meaner defense that we had.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I mean when you get to that when you get to that Lance standard Newcastle, to that standard of football, you've obviously got something. You mm-hmm. haven't probably got it to go further, but you must have something to get to that standard.
0: Well often in football some players have to go a few steps backwards to go mm-hmm. forwards again. We've seen mm-hmm. it and let's hope he's such a player. He's certainly quick, he's yep. manoeuvrable, and I've seen him in the lounges, he seems like a thoroughly nice mm-hmm. lad as well. And he can cross a ball. Yeah, absolutely. Sheridan, Jay Sheridan, we all sense that might happen and uh, Sheridan John Sheridan won't be the first manager to bring his son to the club we've seen that over the years haven't we with uh, Nicky Law and yep. um, various other managers obviously um, Ferguson had, yep. his, had his son playing for him at Man United um, as a young lad I'm hearing very good things about him based on what people have seen so far
1: Yeah, had three cracking pre-season games so far and what Glenn Snodden has pointed out he'll get no favours from his dad he'll earn his place if he doesn't earn it he won't get one yeah. he'll get no favours but I think uh, again he's been playing left back or left midfield so again he's, he's, I can't see a place from a left back so he's going to have to be
0: further forward how would you describe him as a player what would you say his attributes are I don't want to put too much expectation on you because you've only seen him a little mm-hmm. bit but based on what you've seen what would you say his best attributes are he likes to get
1: forward and he takes corners and he's happy he's, 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 he's the ball to his feet I've not seen much of him in the air because he's played wide Comfortable with the ball, at his feet. Well, it's which pretty comfortable, yeah.
0: Which you'd expect with a dad like Sean Sheridan, who was you'd a good ball-playing so, yeah. midfield yeah. player, yeah.
1: wasn't he? You take corners, take a mean corner, and obviously if you take a corner, you take a free kick. Mm. But yeah, it looks a decent acquisition. You would hope within a couple of three months be pushing, knocking on his dad's door, saying, "I'm worth a place in first team, eh, or mm. in first team squad." So
0: now I saw nothing in the next player we're going to talk about, no, Jack McIntyre last season. No. I saw nothing other than. He seemed fairly quick and mobile, mm. but you need more than speed and mobility to be a professional footballer. Sheridan's persevered with him, he's given him a chance in the development yeah, squad. Yeah. What are your thoughts around that, Alan?
1: I, I was shocked, but what I have seen this year at Staveley and at Matlock, the, the, the three that John's been playing up front, latterly, the guy we're we'll going to talk about shortly, or two of the guys we're we'll talking about shortly, we'll talk about them in like Sam Scrivens, Anthony Sparrow and Jack Mc- Jack McKay played up front at Matlock Tuesday night. Mm. We've never seen so much pace in the Chessfield team for years. So that might be an option. You know, if he goes into development squad, I'm expecting two of the players I'd mentioned, if they signed, to be in first team squad. But I'll tell you what, if them three play together, development squad, this pace like we've not seen for a long time. Well, no, and Scott you...
0: Bowden as well. We've had two features missing, haven't we, for years now. We've had, I, th- I believe, a truly all round ball playing midfield player. The closest we had to it was in the relegation season was Louis Reed, who who could play. He yeah, could he yeah. could pass the ball around, but he didn't have the right formation no, no. and players around him. Um, you know, so we go back to Morsi and Ryan before we had yeah. the type of midfield that yeah. could compete. That's worried me because I yeah. I hope I'm wrong, but in the midfield that I see we have in now, I see us having more combative midfield players than yeah. creative midfield players. Yeah. Um, Robbie Weir, which we'll come on to later, mm. he's capable of being creative.
1: Yeah.
0: But Sheridan's played him more sitting in front of the back four, being combative. So where's Weston, Maguire going to land if Robbie Weir should say where's Maguire absolutely. going to go Absolutely, Weston is definitely for me mainly combative. Mm. I mean, he's I think he's probably the fittest player at the club. Um, Weston, mm. uh, you know, he's into his herbal life and yeah. all that yeah, goes yeah, with yeah. it, yeah. and uh, he definitely gets around. But I don't see much more than him being a stopper. I don't see him being a a creator. So we've had that, I think, that midfield deficiency. And we've definitely had the lack of pace up front. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah. Although Lee Shaw never properly got a long run out as a striker. Pace to burn. Gets himself into one-on-one situations nearly in every game, nearly every game but just can't seem to find the back of the net. It's a great shame, isn't it?
1: It is a great shame. Again, at Tuesday night, Lee Shaw played wide right, wide, wide midfield. But if you look across our midfield, you say Weston, Weir, Smith, Wedgbury, you don't see a creative midfielder, do you? No, it worries me. Wedgbury may stop up and do it. Now he's fit. Yeah. He may, I mean, he's, he's played you know all over. Tuesday night, got a free role. So Wedgbury may be, the one that, may be the one that steps up to do it. But you've got Mandeville who could come back and create something. Joe Rowley. Could come back and create something, but and, and, and same as I say, you, you look at Smith, where break and, and 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 you know we, you're thinking we're combative rather than creative.
0: Yeah, and, and Joe Rowley, player with huge potential, one of my favourite players at the club. Yeah. Great attitude, uh, certainly under there was a spell under Martin Allen where I call it a quarterback position where they sit in front of the back four, and <clears throat> Rowley looked very comfortable on the ball. He, he really did, but was he playing? Was he playing the sort of passes that are going to open up a defence? Was he, you know, was he sit playing the quarterback trying to pick off those passes? N- no, in my opinion. And that, that I believe, is, is still a deficiency in what I've seen Sheridan um, recruit so far. Like you, I hope I'm wrong. Maybe Mandeville fills that role.
1: Uh, the, the thing with Joe Rowley, I think this... Sheridan did say all along last season he wanted a, he wanted a full summer with Joe Rowley, and yet he's still not playing. This is a big season for Joe. I think the next six, between August and Christmas, is a big six month for Joe Rowley. Mm. And I think if he doesn't step up, unfortunately, you know, I want to see him step up. Because he's a good player, but if he doesn't step up quickly this season, you know, I, who, who knows? I
0: don't want to contemplate it, but who knows? Another player that's re-signed uh, we didn't expect to is Aidan Hollis.
1: Yeah, he told me you weren't signing. You know, we didn't want. He, he weren't going to take the offer
0: so no, I'm glad to have him back I like Aiden Hollis maybe he wasn't overwhelmed with offers from other clubs Alan eh?
1: well that's, that's a bit speculative remark but yeah I was <laughs> su- suspect that was the, the thing I've no problem with Aiden Hollis coming back
0: under his time un- under his playing time during, for Martin Allen I-, I thought at times he looked very flimsy and I would say reading the comments um, about, from the fans in the group I would say you know 65% of them towards him at that time were yeah. negative but then Sheridan comes in, yeah. changes the formation, changes the permutation. All of a sudden, the player that looked frail starts to look solid.
1: Yeah. There's, there's probably... I mean, probably say, you know, people read them, there is probably mistaking him. If he weren't mistaking him, he'd be playing for Barcelona. Of course. He's playing for us because that's what he is. But if he gives us a job and gives us a decent season and helps us get to where we need to be, good luck to him.
0: It's easy for us all to forget, isn't it? But in football, almost every goal that is scored is scored on the back of the other team making a mistake. Yeah. There are very few occasions when you see a football team score a goal mm. and you you actually look look back at it and say that was unstoppable. That was such an incredible piece of skill yeah. that he you know, he twisted and turned and knocked it in from 35 yards or you are talking Ronaldo. Aren't more it? often than not Messi, yeah. there's a mistake, someone yep. gives the ball away and at mm. this level you're absolutely right. The players that are playing at this level they're playing at this level because they make mistakes. That's right. You know? Yeah, if
1: they were perfect, they wouldn't be in non-league... Or, or, as Martin Allen said, it's Van Rame, not, not I'd call it non-league football. It's Van Technically, David, it's division four, division 4, isn't it? You're right, absolutely. But
0: you know, With the clubs that's in it, but it's, yeah,
1: it's non-league football.
0: I mean, my take on how it felt last season, and I went to virtually every home game last season, was that it was, wasn't was pleasant to see the away end empty every single no, game. No, it wasn't, apart from Rex. Apart from Rexham. I didn't enjoy that. But, and the and the standard football and the standard of refereeing for me was a not, definitely a notch down, mm. particularly the standard refereeing, which I think is absolutely woeful. Mm. But I actually didn't mind it so much. It wasn't as bad as I thought when we went down into into the fifth tier, as yeah, you call yeah. it. You know, I'm like, oh, you know, what's it going to be like? You know, but mm. but in actual fact, our fans were magnificent. The fact that we kept getting in excess of four thousand. Yeah when we were literally in, in a flat free spin yeah. you know we were in a flat spin we weren't playing well the fans kept coming you know, the fans you know our fans to, to me I'm, and I'm going to say this our fans are, are right there up there amongst the best in the country in terms yeah. of loyalty
1: as, as a mate of mine said uh, I think we on, on our group uh, last week on a uh, his first day back, he got banned for going on pitch at Boxing Day. Chris McCann, I'm hoping Chris might come up and have a chat with us. You know, he's yeah. very combative and he's very precise, and he might come up and have a chat with us. Um, and he made a good point. He says, "If we go up this year back into League Football, will Alan and Carson be forgiven?" Now, that's a cracking
0: question, isn't it? It's an interesting one, and and you can make yourself very, very unpopular uh, amongst the fan base by by sharing some of the your opinions. I mean. Clearly, Dave Allen has made some mistakes, yeah. or rather, he's allowed some mistakes to some mm. serious mistakes to happen under his watch. Um, Ashley Carson has definitely made some mistakes. When I think though about what might have happened if Dave Allen would have sold to, to the guy, what was the former? Reg chef, Breely. Reg Brierley. Yeah. Um, with the history that Reg Brierley had yeah. with other clubs, mm. you know, my my heart shuddered. Mm. Football. My opinion about football ownership is that wealthy people don't don't buy football clubs and and sell them and make money. Very no, very no, rarely. No. And, and as Dave Allen has seen, you know whether that was his intention or not in the beginning, who knows? But all Chesterfield Football Club has has done for uh, for Dave Allen so far is costing money. Some fans might argue that yeah, he's got money wrapped up in the club. You know, he owns the club, he owns the ground, and he's taking interest payments and so on. But then depending on who you talk to you hear that he hasn't taken an interest payment for for years.
1: He never wanted to be chairman, did he? No, it was forced on him. Mm. So, you know. So,
0: I mean, I'm you know, I am I am from the camp where I'd rather have someone financially stable who does keep pumping money into the club. Mm. And you know, Dave Allen to be fair to him does yeah. have a charitable and a nice side. Mm. Um, you he probably has over a million pound. I believe he, he donated to buy a um, yeah, a treat, yeah. cancer treatment machine at, yeah. at um, one of the hospitals, yeah, yeah. and he didn't court publicity for doing that. No. It was the newspapers that picked up on that. So there's a side to him. Mm. Um, he's never going to win any awards for his his PR empathy, no, is he? No, you know he's not going to sit behind the microphone and mm. and say. He's not going to come and do what we're doing. Well, you it?
1: know what. We're do. going to ask him. We're going to ask him. We're going, going to ask word, him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We're going to ask him. Maybe he will. Yeah, maybe he will. Maybe he will. Yeah,
1: approach him in the right way. Maybe, maybe he, he may will. Able, will
0: yeah. But I don't think we'll be able to say to him before we start, Dave, be nice and, and no. curry some no. favour with the fans because no. he's not like that, is he?
1: The thing is, the story broke about Bolton Wanderers again today. Their players haven't been paid for five months. So, and our players are getting paid month after month after month.
0: So, yeah. you know, but, so. Maybe um, maybe one day there'll be an ownership consortium out there that that can please the fans that that can bring enough money in that can genuinely be fans of the football club but based on what I've seen I think it's unlikely um, it's
1: not buying the club it's running it once you've got it
0: I've always said it's not the five million let's say it would take to buy it you need another three million in it's the bank three or 4 million to cash flow
1: yeah that's right and it's difficult
0: yeah so back to the, some of the players that uh, that we've seen involved. We'll talk about, a little bit about some of the trialists, but one, one chap I would like to speak about, and this is definitely a man that divides opinion amongst the fans, that's Robbie Weir.
1: Yep, always will do. He signed Robbie again?
0: Weir. Yep. What do you make of him?
1: I have no problem with Robbie Weir coming back. I think when, when he played at right-back last year for a time, when he had to do, I think he gave us something. I mean, people forget that Robbie had two serious injuries last year and came back and I think he finished the season as strong as as, as he started it. So, yeah, no problem with Robbie coming back. Uh, you know, good luck to him. He's, he's told me Robbie's stopping. He never thought about it. He didn't want to go. He, was, he never thought about leaving.
0: It's, it's interesting, isn't it, that a player like Robbie Weir, wherever he plays, he tends to be the captain. I mean, yeah, yeah. there's something in that, isn't there? Yeah. Jack had him as year, captain yeah. for a spell, didn't he? Marty yeah. Allen had him, had him as captain. Yeah, yeah. I believe he was captain at Leighton Orient. Yeah. He's obviously had had. He's He's reversed the trend, hasn't he, because... At Leighton Orient, they went down. He got a bad knee injury. And then, obviously, he came to Chesterfield and and we went down. And it didn't start well last season. No, it didn't. No, no. But I see... I'll be honest, I'm one of those that does like Robbie Weir. Mm. Um, I see why fans get frustrated with him sometimes, particularly when he's giving a 15-yard ball away for no reason.
1: He will give you 90 minutes.
0: But he'll give you 90 minutes. And you know when he's on song, again, it comes back to that same point. He's playing at this level because... He makes errors. Yeah. But when he's on song, he is capable of spraying the ball around, oh, probably sorry, yeah. probably more than anyone else amongst also the players other, we've yeah. mentioned yeah, the Westons, the Wedgebridge, um, probably even the Rowley's in, in, in fairness.
1: So he shares a Mark Mecklemers field of him with that experience as well, being able to pass the ball.
0: And sometimes it's about having the right combination of players around. Yep, yeah, it? definitely, definitely. It's a team game. Uh, Mm. Not an individual game. Moving on to some of the trialists we've seen then. I forgot to
1: mention the keeper. Don't forget forget Mr Coddington. Yeah, Mr Coddington. I don't know a
0: huge amount about him. uh, uh, He
1: only only played first half at Stavely, but he's not come to be number two. He made that clear. We're all keepers. He's not come to sit on the bench and there's been good competition for Jalal. Hmm. He's not come to make numbers up. He wants that shirt. Well, he's played
0: played with Jalal before, hasn't he? So he's been a number two to him before. Yeah,
1: but he's not come to make the numbers up. Yeah. he's company he wants to play which is fair enough yeah. good competition they might just bounce off each other and of course under Mark Crossley both keepers may come on now it was a bit no. strange
0: a bit strange last season with Jalal wasn't it because he was brought in labelled a champion by mm. Martin Allen and then in no time at all he'd brought Callum Burton in on mm. loan And well, I didn't have a problem with Callum Burton yeah, I think he settled in and played quite well yeah but what do you what do you make of the fact that Allen brought in Jalal and then mm. clearly saw something early on and thought yeah, I'm going to put this loan keeper in instead. He did a great job, by the way, Callum Burton. He, did, he was right. a great I, I shot stopper. The
1: story behind July was something wasn't quite right. Uh, apparently he, he, he picked an injury up and couldn't check it off. So we, yeah. we got no publicity about that. Something wasn't right for that time, was it? Hmm. And he came back, and part of the same say part of the one of the meanest defences after Christmas in the league. Hmm. So something. Oh, changed. I mean,
0: Chesterfield have been promotion contenders yeah. based on the form of Sheridan yeah. during his, his fifteen-game yeah. tenure. Yeah. Is it yeah. fifteen games? Was it in the end? Yeah, we been was, top of the league, weren't we? Would we. have been top of the league. Yeah. yeah. So, so, but so we weren't. So we move on. So we'll see with Coddington, a battle for a number one spot. I don't which think, is good. Which is good. Yeah, good. You know, I don't think that the last goalkeeping duel that we had the number two. Um, the problem we've over the last ten years, Dave, is a lot of keepers have
1: been and gone and suffered for Tommy Lee's being so good. Yeah, yeah. You know, the keep Joe
0: Anion, Joe Anion was generally not thought of as being an able deputy, though, was he? No,
1: no, unfortunately. But I mean, Aaron Chapman, the lad we had, Richard O'Donnell from from Sheffield Wednesday, they paid because of Tommy Lee's consistency. Yeah, because both. in done would like to have stopped, but we were not under Tommy Lee. Chapman was at Peterborough, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so and I'm O'Donnell saying, went on, was, didn't he, he play for he week? Also, yeah. League One? Yeah. League Two. So yeah. the keepers have come and paid for the great Tommy Lee's consistency. Tommy Lee performance. Yeah.
0: Let's move a little bit onto the trial list then. I mean, one that I've read up most about is Scriven's. I understand he, had, he actually went away with um, Partick Thistle, didn't he, in Caldwell?
1: He did. Strange one, that one. Uh, that could be Partick's loss. Uh, I've seen him twice again pre season, along same as they with Jack McKay. Uh, and the, the the pace that them two we'll go on to the other one later, the the pace that Scrivens and McKay have got between him is, is is phenomenal. And Scrivens he'll go out wide right, he'll go wide left, and he'll take it and he can beat a defender. So he could be the wide player that we need. Hmm. You know, Scrivens wide, Bolden in the middle, and possibly Spyro. I'm not mentioning the other player that's injured, that's got himself injured. <laughs> Scrivens left, Bolden in the middle, Spyro right. You've got some pace there. Uh. So yeah, that's great pace.
0: Scriven's has. Isn't it fair to say it's a little similar to the Lee Shaw scenario in that he's played at a much lower level?
1: Yeah, that's fair, yeah. yeah. And
0: Shaw, you know, Shaw was tipped to come in and, and make a bit of an impact. That's yeah. not really happened. The jury's out as to whether he'll be around for that much longer. We'll we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Do you think Scriven, based on what you've seen, could make that leap?
1: I think well, Scriven scored 27 goals last year, didn't he, for Penistone? Mm. And I think he could do, yeah. He's certainly out. you know. He's looked good in training. He's looked good in pre-season games. Whether they can make an agreement to keep him, I think it will be a benefit to the club.
0: He's clearly not going to be an expensive signing, is he? No, yeah. no. He's probably a, the, the sort of a squad player that we could get in. Yeah. Could be an impact sub from the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm hearing good things. I haven't seen him uh, yeah. in any of the friendlies yet. I'll be watching him next week. I'm looking forward yeah, to that. Yeah. And um, Spiro's next. What What do you make of him? looked a decent player. He was an art of math
1: look. Yeah. Twist, turn, took players on. In fact, at one point, he turned and made two players went after each other. There were two players then, he nutmegged and he went around the ball. So he got pace, scored first goal, which is his first ever goal in competitive football, but looks a decent player, again, with pace.
0: Mm.
1: He's tradition.
0: And a player we had last season, but never actually managed to so get, so get an unlucky, appearance. unlucky, weren't he? Very unlucky, Jake Bennett. Um, mm. I was just asking you: Has he definitely been released by Sheffield United? Yes, a free
1: agent. Yeah. So, and again, a natural right back. So another defender. Interesting. Where is he going to play him? Mm. he scored the second. Went forward and scored the second goal. What Interesting you, one.
0: What do you see as his attributes? Is he quick? You know, is he is he an overlapping fullback or is he defend first at all costs?
1: He's comfortable on the ball, as I say. He scored the second goal Tuesday He was not, so he likes to go forward. So yeah, he's just probably an attacking right right sided player. Mm. But the the option is if he signs them four players, it gives him a lot of options on where he plays the middle of the park. Bennett could play right midfield with Yani at right back or vice versa.
0: We're at that stage of of the development for the season, Alan. Where the results in friendlies really don't matter. I no, know fans don't. like to see the team winning, but it's not indicative of what happens in pre season. You don't. You barely ever take that into your league form. No. Of course, we don't want to be getting thrashed. <laughs> by anybody that we play, we do want to see signs of mm. players starting to develop understandings and giving us a glimpse of what they're capable of but of the games that you've seen so far what what, what have you made of them?
1: A lot of, a lot of thought, food for thought Glyn Snodden said that at Staveley, they were obviously ups and they were downs both from the first team squad and from the development squad and Charlie Williamson said choosing you know, night again food for thought on both first team squad and development squad, I think there's a lot of Ice to Dot and not to at East to Cross at the moment. But from Sheridan's point of view and Glenn Sodden's point of view, the first thing you've got a lot to think about, uh, obviously conceding goals. Uh, from Charlie Williamson's point of view, again, there's a lot to think about. But the serious games, pre seasonal starts start Saturday, won't they? That's the milestone.
0: A couple of other things to talk about that we've kind of skirted around. You've mentioned the name there, Charlie Williamson. We've also got Mark Crossley back as goalkeeping coach. Yeah. That looks like it's uh, Sheridan's backroom team it does completed. Now. You know he's got a. It looks like the physio was going to remain. Yeah. Um, Claire, isn't it the the, yeah, the, the physio? Player, yeah. We've got a fitness coach whose yeah. name escapes me. Do you know? Test me at the moment, yeah, but yeah. certainly
1: they've worked. They look fit this year. Yeah,
0: been doing we body body year. fat <laughs> testings. Yeah, they did look yeah. fit last year. Yeah. Crossley coming back part time. Thoughts on that?
1: He, he made a decent keeper after Tommy Lee didn't he?
0: Although Tommy were a decent keeper when he
1: came but Mark took him up that level, didn't he? Mm. I think that, that we're playing to see after about six months, Tommy stepped up. So, uh, Jalal and Coddington are experienced keepers, but obviously Mark Cross is with there for any advice and any pointers that they need.
0: And happens to be a likeable character. I don't think any of the Chesterfield fans ever had any issues with him, did they? He was popular.
1: No, a very popular guy, and I think everybody's pleased to see him back.
0: And you and I are old enough to remember Charlie Williamson playing for Just- us. Just... <laughs> Yeah, he was a holding midfield player was, more yeah. than anything player, else, player, wasn't
1: yeah. he? Yeah, good player with good pedigree. And on Tuesday night, said it as he saw it. Didn't beat about the bush, said it as he saw it. So, hopefully, development players will get. They'll have to earn
0: the right to play, yeah. which is correct. So we've got um, three bigger friendlies coming up. We've got um, Rotherham, Sheffield United, and Burton. Mm. What What do you think we can expect from those games in terms of the team starting to shape? That's to shape that first 11 and the way we probably plan to play this season.
1: I don't think you see many development players for fear of, as you say, getting stuff. Mm. I th- well, if he we plays first team when we get stuff, then he's got to think, think about. But I think towards Sheffield <sighs> United and Burton games, especially Burton, I think you'll see probably his first choice 11, unless he brings anybody else because there's options option to long signings once he decides what he wants
0: yeah of course in this league you can but, sign players right throughout the yeah, season but can't at the you?
1: moment I think the Burton game you'll probably see his starting 11 or you get a long way to seeing his starting 11 he'll you'll say,
0: you'll say it isn't but it will
1: be I think the Burton game will be his first starting 11
0: mm. Predictions for the season, this is the burning question. We were talking before we started recording about the number of teams that go up and again, for the benefit of the fans that are listening to this that may not necessarily be 100% clear It's a weird on that, one, isn't it? You want to just kind yeah. of give people a bit of an overview of, of who goes up and...
1: Champions go up, second and third place sit to one side, then fourth play fifth, sixth play seventh. The winner of fourth and fifth plays a second place, the winner of sixth and seventh plays a third place, and then the winners obviously both semi-finals play each other. The winner goes up. Simple. <laughs> that's it. Simple. So the <laughs> the top set the first one goes up. Top team was up, and the next six are involved taking the playoffs, the finals at. I'm up. glad
0: you're saying it's simple, Alan, because I don't think it no, is. No, it isn't. But <laughs> why do we? Why don't we just mirror what happens in the rest of the leagues? It's
1: somebody suggested three up, three down, flat off, yeah. and put more pressure on Division Two to to stop up.
0: So, John Sheridan's brought in by Dave Allen, and to, to credit to Dave Allen, Sheridan did the job that we needed him to do. He kept us in this league yeah. and was no doubt rewarded handsomely for, for doing that. You would that. think so, yes. You would think so, wouldn't yes. you? Next phase then, next stage, mm. is I think everybody... I wouldn't say expects. Expects, use the word expect, and you think, well, you know, you, we, we've got to go up. So say an
1: anticipation.
0: The anticipation, demand there's yeah, a demand isn't there for is us demand, to yeah, to yeah. go up, but we know from other teams we've seen in this league Wrexham being one example, Orient being another, because they were out for a couple of seasons as well weren't they? Orient, if Orient I remember down so. Wrexham yeah. were
1: down for 12 Mansfield were down for seven seasons
0: Yeah, Don, Donny were down for a while Donny were
1: down for a long time Yeah, it's not easy lead to get, look at Tram they've been out three or four seasons yeah.
0: So Ten to, to actually start the season dominate the season which is nice to do, isn't it, to be at the top or you hit the top and stay at the top? It's not going to be easy. I don't know what you've heard around the level of budget that Sheridan's got compared to other clubs um I'm here in top four we're in a, yeah, you know
1: I, I, yeah well, the thing is a lot of other clubs in our league have added wisely as well, we saw a lot of good players in I saw a lot of good players in this league last year, and a lot of them have gone on to teams in our league. Mm. So, they, they've not gone out. We've, we've gone on coming back next year. That that the, We've not got Blair Tergo coming back. We, we missed out on him. He went to Sweden. Mm. We did make him an offer. We went to Sweden. That's fair play. A lot of, of good players in this league have st- have gone to different clubs in this league. So, you know, we've gone on coming back to us.
0: So, the burning question for you, Alan, and then I'll share my thoughts. The burning question for you is where do you think we'll finish up this season?
1: Minimum, it has to be playoffs. We need to be top five or six all season, I think. We don't want to be after four games in lingering. We need it's old so we need to hit that ground running this year. We need to start scoring goals.
0: What do you think the response of the fans is gonna be if you know we're, we're let's say number ten in the table at Christmas? I really don't know. Acute dissatisfaction I'd say. I su- really suggest. don't
1: know. It's been three year of shall we say, purgatory.
0: It's been hell, hasn't
1: it? It has been hell. So this season if we them something to, well we did last year they gave them something to cheer about first three games didn't they
0: but it's got to last longer than three games this year it
1: really has yeah minimum playoffs for me minimum playoffs
0: that's what you think they'll achieve or that's what you that's what I'm expecting achieve. Achieve.
1: that's what the fans will demand
0: And what? So the fans I'll,
1: will demand promotion
0: yeah and do you come on I'm going to put you put you on the spot do you think we'll achieve promotion I don't see why not champions or through this Take anything playoffs?
1: as long as we go up I'll take promotion yeah, second place I'll take that
0: well I'm going to make a bold prediction and say I think we'll finish in the playoffs mm. I don't think we'll go up automatically no, I, I will take anything my heart would love to say that they'll go up automatically but I think this league's a tough league mm. to get out of I think, I think teams in this league um, want to get the result more than perform mm. and they'll put players behind the ball and the game will be ugly, and it's all well, about. We think team getting far, the result. Fylde
1: and Wrexham have spent heavy this summer. A lot of teams have spent a lot of money and strengthened, probably quite wisely. Beyond no, beyond no illusions, this is going to be another tough season.
0: So go on, remind people. Your
1: prediction is: I'm predicting playoffs minimum. Yeah, and I'll take promotion. If it's off Ben Stoke's shoulder, I'll take promotion. You know what I mean? Anything, I'll take
0: promotion. Well, Alan, thank you very much for your time. first podcast, hopefully on the next one, there'll be at least another one of us. Who who that is, we're open to. So if you're a fan that's listening to this and you want to drop an email to either me or Alan, so the email addresses are david.lily at elasticfm.co.uk or alan.wilkinson at elasticfm.co.uk or if you know either of us personally, ping us a message on Facebook. Um, we're going to do this once a month, and uh, maybe we'll we'll have a player. The one thing I've neglected to to discuss, which I think would be fitting, a fitting way to end, Alan, would be to talk about Drew Talbot's sad retirement.
1: Obviously, I spoke to Drew last year at the Play of the Year Awards. I spoke Robbie Robbie shirt last year, and I spoke with Drew, and I think inevitably it was going to happen. Uh, he's never been in denial. I mean, Drew nearly lost his leg. He'll be honest with you on that one, and I've spoke with him. About coming in with us, and he said, "If if if what we do coincides with his spare time, he will definitely be in with us next season at some point." So we may so, well
0: we may well get Drew Drew on a podcast, but yeah. you know, from my point of view, I'd have to say that Drew Talbot, as I've already touched on, Drew Talbot at his best, at his best, mm-hmm. at the that time was the best. I think the best overlapping fullback in 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 the league. He wasn't a bad striker when he first no, came he to the club his interesting, game, yeah. interestingly, was he?
1: Any guess for it's testimonial game?
0: I'll give you one. That's a good one, isn't it? Well, he he started out at Sheffield Wednesday, didn't he? So take, take it no further.
1: I think that's his testimony that, That'd be the one that he'd expect. he have actually offered. Have the they? The they offered, yeah. The first message he got when we started was Sheffield Wednesday saying, Sorry to hear you news, anything we can do. We're on board. I suspect with Sheffield Wednesday next season. And good luck to him.
0: Well, thanks again. So, commiserations to Drew, but congratulations on a on a great career. And uh, we'll hopefully bring his own thoughts to you on on the next podcast. We're recording this one on the eighteenth of July, so it'll be around about the eighteenth of August. We'll have played four games. We'll have played four games. Good time. Good time to we'll reflect.
1: A, a, a reflection on what we've started. Yeah. But you know, the first three games: Dover, at home, Boreham Wood away, Maidenhead away. Boreham Wood's not going to be easy now. You know, they they play on the pitch with exactly a photocopy of the Emirates.
0: Yeah. Well, the Chesterfield FC fans group, which is very, very lively when the season kicks in, it's very lively. It is. It's especially lively. When we're not doing very well, mm. everybody's got an opinion, and it wants it quiet because we're doing well. It can get quite, it can actually get quite tense in there amongst you know fans kind of mm. bickering, falling out, having very edged difference of opinions, which I don't necessarily like, but it's, it's football. Mm. It brings that out in people, doesn't it? It does,
1: yeah, yeah. So hopefully, uh, I, th- I think that the fans that got sort of banned last season are back. Chris McCann's back. Mm. Saturday will be his first game back from oh, the yeah, yeah. So they'll be back and, well, a few won't, but most of them will be back. And uh, we'll try and get Graham Bean Well, you know, day, shall we?
0: Well, I, I think you know. I have one conversation with Graham Bean and I have to say to you, mm. and uh, I'll probably get some flack for this, but I think Graham Bean's doing a good job. Yeah. And I think Graham Bean is his own man. He says it as it is, and I think Graham Bean, yes, ultimately is employed by by Dave Allen, and and no doubt reports into Ashley Carson. Yeah. But the little conversation I had with him, which by the way didn't say anything about um, anything sensitive about anyone, it was just no. you know a little catch up because he knows that I, you know I uh, have it, you know I sponsored a few games last season, so he was doing what you'd expect. He was chatting to me about things related to that. I, I actually quite warm to him, mm. and um, yeah. I think. We've got someone with the football administration knowledge that should hopefully pre- prevent some of the mistakes that we saw happening last time. So, but yeah, it's a good call that we should ask. Hopefully to get a chat with him before the season starts. Anyway, we can
1: put it up. Well, absolutely.
0: Days. So, if we can get Graham Bean before the season starts on a podcast before what we suggested is the 18th of August, we'll obviously put another one out. Getting the ins- we've given a fans perspective, haven't we? Yeah. Will. We'll get the internal perspective from... Uh, don't forget,
1: we've got the Open Day as well. We can get some reaction from players and manager at the Open Day, which we can share to everybody. I'm going to
0: rely on you for that, Alan.
1: You can, uh, don't forget Charlie and Ian, our new sport team.
0: Yeah, We'll be there. Do
1: you want to yeah. tell them? Yeah, tell yeah me, I'll just tell, tell you that we've got, we've got uh, Charlie Warden and Ian Cusack have come on board. And they start their first sport warm up a week on from which will be the twenty sixth of July. Yeah. They start their first first pre week pre weekend sport warm up and Charlie gets interviewed. Charlie gets where Water can't. So you get some cracking interviews from Charlie and from Ian. And they'll share it out to us. Well, I
0: love the passion and team. I saw what he did when he interviewed he managed to get an interview with Gary Neville. He did. And a credit to him for that. You know,
1: fifteen-year-old <laughs> email going no, who never can interview you. Well, says yes.
0: I will say to you right now that young lad can can if he wants go into football journalism because yeah. I remember back in the day at Hallam FM the likes of Paul Walker who went on to become sports editor for Radio Sheffield, Luke Wildman, a friend of mine, now hosts the equivalent of Match of the Day. Match of the Day in Canada.
1: Friend of mine, Matchelanic.
0: Matt Solanik, he, yeah. was, he was at Hallam FM uh, yeah, for a spell yeah, as well. Yeah. A guy called Justin Lockwood, yeah. he was a, a lead commentator up at a radio station in Newcastle. And all of those people we've just mentioned um, started as volunteers at Hallam FM. We, yeah. started as Andy volunteers. Gideon's another one that started yeah. as a kid and gone through. So let's get behind young Charlie and support him and one day we, we might hear him on Radio 5 Live or possibly even Sky Sports as a commentator. You know
1: you what know, I mean? He's got, got a good mentor in Ian who's m- more mature. Yeah. Ian mentors him and then Ian looks after him and takes him to games. Yes. So fair play to Ian Antill. I think they do I think from a week on Friday they're doing a great pre warm up weekend sports show.
0: Terrific. Thanks again, Alan. We'll leave You're it at welcome. that.